Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. This is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding what cockroaches are hiding in your wallboards. They can get that small? Wow. Gonna get that big. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. Uh, this week we are talking again about Fringeworthy, and we are going to do our best to answer the question, is the Earth completely free of Meller, or are there actually still Meller here hiding in the, you know, behind the uh, stainless steel walls and concrete of the American society and, of course, world society. You know, it's not just America, after all. Um, and so uh, we, we're, we're bringing our uh, many, many years of uh, behind-the-scenes knowledge and all the stuff that Richard might have brought said and never actually published. All right, so um, any more people you want to suggest? I mean, we've already talked about technology. Uh, maybe, um, like, well-respected and well-known scientists. Um, the ones that have, like, honestly, more, almost more influence, like, popular influence than than necessarily contributing grassy tyson bill exactly. nye yeah um you think they really have that much power not as much as say justin bieber but they can't they do have a following uh, especially amongst uh more intellectual um populace and they could be used to kind of steer them in certain directions and they have because they have the backing of like scientific authority, even if they might be talking about something they have no knowledge of. Well, we know that people have claimed that uh, Dr. Fauci has, uh, due to uh, conflicting what they consider to be conflicting statements coming out of the CDC, has sown enormous fear, uncertainty, and doubt uh, in uh, in the American uh, populace. Uh, I personally think they don't understand how science works yeah. right and the scientists don't know how to talk to regular people yeah yeah okay that's another thing yeah they need they need an intermediary and now i'm reminded of the thing of office space i told you i deal with the engineers so the customers don't have to i have people skills yeah to have somebody like tom sinkowski from office space without the ranting have you have you watched it crowd no Oh, oh yeah. is that is that the one with the the African American guy with the weird hair and the glasses? Yes. Okay, I've I've seen the memes. I yeah, as I said, I don't have cable TV, but yeah, I know the show. Yeah. Well, the, their their leader Jen, okay, she she basically is the person that that handles them. She's the interface between upper <laughs> management and them because they can't talk to upper management. You know, and upper management. You know, of course, it's a comedy, so they're basically idiots too. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. an idiot, and 
well, uh, the only people who are actually smart are is actually the guy who I was just talking to with, you just mentioned, that has the weird hair, looks like the person who should be the comedic foil. And in fact, is he's the only one. <laughs> he, he he's the only one who makes any sense and you find out so many times during the series that he's actually like a secret master of something <laughs> yeah he's just he's just weird he just he's just weird yeah but he's, that's he's really he's, he's he's actually you know on top of stuff everybody else is completely incompetent more or less <laughs> in the entire company yeah. well yeah I, I i've had to explain that about fauci i'm like yeah, the, the it's going to change because one, that's how science works. When you gain in new information, you alter your theory to deal with and you you know with the influx of new data. And also, this virus is changing so fast, and it's new, and you know the stuff on previous versions of the virus because it's a, it's a mutation of SARS. They they've said it's like SARS two point Yet with how coronavirus is acting a lot of their old information's out the window. So that's another thing that's messing with it. And I'm trying to explain this to people going, oh, I don't like this guy because he says one thing than another. I said, you don't know how science works. And that this will not bode well for this conversation, me seeing this. And yeah, a lot of people would see him as what indecisive because he's, he, what what's the political term? Waffling? Yeah. But yeah, it's because He's not a politician. But, all, well, yeah, I, I love the meme saying, yeah, I've spent my entire career to sit there and mess with dumb people about wearing masks. Yes, I've spent 50 years at this job just so I can do this. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it's science. That, that's the whole pace of it. You keep doing experiments and keeping your theory going. But if you get a new set of information, then you got to change everything. and the fact, quote unquote, will change with the influx of new data. And yeah, that would be another one. People in high, uh, ooh, 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 big pharma. Ooh, people in charge of drug companies. Those could be more that the Meller mess with. Yeah, people who said, hey, it's fine. Go ahead and take these drugs. They're perfectly safe. And now you have... You have an enormous population of people that are hooked on uh, opioids. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Well, first sitting with me now working something else, and when I said that, she even turned and went, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, honey, you got dark with that comment." Yeah, yeah. People who are in a position to, you know, do these kinds of things, and money is a great motivator because you know the Meller don't care about money other than as a tool to power. But there's lots of other people who do care about money, and so. You know, if you can make people think, sell their souls for money, uh, there's a there's there's going to be a waiting list of people trying to get on that that particular boat. Oh yeah, boat. yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, like I say, Fauci, if he was a Meller, was it a perfect position to do you know to do exactly what he's there he's being accused of? Uh, if you're the head of a, uh, uh, I mean, how long did it take them to uh, admit the common knowledge that smoking was bad for you? Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> well, they've already admitted, yeah, that they knew this back in the 50s. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. When, when, when Fred, and, uh, Fred and Barney were advertising on the Flintstones show. Oh, yeah. Everybody was smoking at one point. And, and if you said anything about it, it was all, it was all my rights. 
I right smoked this cigarette. You can't take that from me. It's like, okay. And then, of course, it got taken from them. So there you are. Uh, so we've done politicians. Uh, we haven't talked about uh, religious leaders, but... Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yep, religious leaders. Oh, no, that's where you're hitting deep. Oh, you don't... No, you don't have to replace the Pope, but you get the right cardinal? Yeah. And I'm going with what I know. I was raised Catholic, so yeah. You get cardinals that are not uh, coming, not dealing with problems that they have, like because they're because they've been told that it's going to destroy the church if they do. Oh no! Yeah. Oh 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 oh! And this is something I've used in my games before because of the Second World Source book. All that stuff that they say in the Vatican Library, yeah, come out and say no, this is real, that's real. The Hagamati Scrolls, yeah, those are real too. And just watch Christianity just disintegrate you hit somebody in their belief system that is the worst place to hit them well any place they get their hope from is 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 where the meller would want to concentrate yeah so i think religious leaders and it'd be the big three the big three abrahamic religions you get in there you get you know a high level and i'm blanking on the the holy figure in islam I want to say a mullah, but I don't think that's it. Well, Islam, you know, they they uh, they have have some prophets, uh, but the the most of them are, uh, you know, each iman is basically allowed to be treated independently. So they're pretty di distributed as far as the power is concerned. There's three sects of Islam: Sufi, Sufi, Sunni, and and I'm blanking on the third one. But there are three major sects of Islam. You get the high or the near the high level ones there. And it's not Sunni, it's the other one that's the biggie. It, it's kind of the one I'm blanking on, Sunni, and then Sufism, which is more philosophical in nature. You get that one that I'm blanking on, that's the majority. And remember, and, 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 Folks, Islam is the biggest religion in the, in the world. It has over, to our knowledge, over a billion adherents. And this is fact. This is people, yes, I am Islam. So one-seventh of the population of this planet is Islam. And the subset of it that, again, I'm blanking on, is the biggest one. You get somebody high up in that, and you're going to be messing with a lot of people's heads. Yeah, well... And, and the fact that, you know, we've had, uh, that there's been so many um, scandals and such in Western religions is one of the things that has, you know, promoted uh, the, sp uh, the spread of Islam because they can say, you know, we, we uh, you know, they're very, uh, most of, of, of it is very traditional. We're like, you know, we're not doing that stuff. You know, <laughs> we, we have very strong behavioral patterns that everybody has to follow. And, and if they don't, they're going to get taken care of, you know. And uh, so, uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, Islam has a lot more bite to it than Christianity and, and um, uh, the other Arabic uh, religions do. So, um, but... I mean, and so I don't know whether you know it would be pot, it would be possible to have some kind of sweeping, uh, destructive thing happen 
in uh, the Arabic in in the Islam. Uh, however, it is possible that uh, if Meller wanted to, they could uh, create a sect that basically uh, took some of their beliefs and hyped them up to a very high degree, especially in the area of, of um, uh, join or die, uh, and uh, and create a a great deal of fear that uh, that Islam was becoming highly militarized and uh, was a, going to be a great threat to the Western uh, and even the the Asian um, uh, governments. Yeah, like anything again, anything to ramp up that like global panic level. Yeah. Yeah, it could. I could see it happening, and certainly we what we've heard the terrible things we've heard about going on in Africa over the years with, you know, uh, and it's just uh, you know, and then of course, uh, and we you were talking about the scientists, you know, uh, I believe in global warming, but there's a lot of people that see it as nothing but fear mongering. Yeah. Okay, and if it was in fact fake, you know, that would be an example of what the Meller could be doing. Okay, uh, because uh, uh, if, if if the water levels, you know, it's it's not just one thing. I, I don't want to make a case for it, but I'm just saying is that there's like, you know, you, on one hand, you talk about the water levels rising on the coast. Okay, but on the other hand, you also have the um, increase in the uh, severity of storms. Um, uh, droughts become worse. Storms become worse. Uh, the uh, the the increasing shortage of of drinking water is going on too. The acidification of the ocean, which could cause massive die-offs of and and therefore even threaten uh, our the atmosphere because that's where most of our oxygen comes from, is from the oceans because they're you know se seven tenths of the uh, of the yeah. surface of the planet. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh, you know. All these things are all part of that whole thing. So people have a reason to be afraid, you know, of this. Uh, the question is, is that what I see is that, uh, and again, if I was Meller, okay, I would, I would throw out all these problems but never offer any solutions. And just, peop yeah, people's heads get so full of, oh, my God, there's global warming and this and this and this, and they're so worried that about, all these various things going on. Yeah. It just keeps cooking, you know, raising the cooker level, raising the pressure cooker higher and higher. That's why I brought up media. People who control the media would be another good Meller target. Certain, you know, well-known, and let's see, what are some of the made, and we're not bad-mouthing these, these, these uh, news services. You have CNN, you have Fox News, you have um, BBC, MSN. ITV, MSN, the big one that a lot of people, and despite you know every everything post nine eleven, you know you hear oh that's bad. Al Jazeera, that is one of the biggest damn news sources on the planet. You control them, yeah. Again, it's control of information can mold a society, and you get in some of those big, especially. Al Jazeera and the BBC, which are, I would say, probably bigger than any of the American news sources. I think BBC and Al Jazeera are probably the two biggest uh, 
TV news sources on the planet. And you get you get into them, yeah. It you you you've got a lot of people by you know parts of the body that people don't want to be gotten by. And just yeah, yeah that media would probably be one of because they would realize if the Meller gets here or the Meller's been here and they realize okay, technology's high enough where we have worldwide communications. Let's control their information systems. That would be media and their internet. Okay, let's start going after the big media sources. And they would do research and find out Al Jazeera, BBC. Um, and I'm sure there are others that come from other parts of the world, but those are the two that I know of the best that are just that far-reaching. So yeah, they're, they're going to get a hold of them and then maybe some of the top American ones. Well, here's the thing with, with and this is in America, and it is true. 90% of this country's media is controlled by six corporations. Two of them are Disney and Warner Brothers. Because yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you just here in Detroit. One newspaper, two radio stations, one TV station. Uh, for Detroit, it'd be our ABC affiliate. And, you know, Disney owns ABC and ESPN and all that. So our ABC affiliate here in Detroit, 96.3 FM and 7.60 AM. I think the Oakland Press is owned by Disney, which is a major paper for the county north of the one I'm in. So yeah, you get in one of those six corporations and start messing with the media there where they've got media outlets in every major city. Yeah, you get in there and then you get like Al Jazeera and BBC. Yeah, you, you've got a lockdown. And personally, just me, if I was a Miller, I'd pick Disney. That's just me, you know. Well, well I mean, again, you got that said, indoctrination of the young, too. Well, yeah, that's a, and boom, Disney. Exactly. I mean, oh, trust me, they already are. I, I have a daughter. OK, well, well, but hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's kind of a segue into the last segment, which is. Okay, so based upon what we know from uh, Fringeworthy uh, in the books, uh, there aren't any uh, infected Meller on the planet. Okay, they're gone since, you know, the Jackson and, and whatever. Hitler and Michael However, Jackson. he didn't say there weren't any old Meller left on the planet. Yeah. And the old Meller are the ones that are the guiders, the mentors, the people that are supposed to bring you up to being the kind of civilization that would integrate well with the Commonwealth. So you just what you just said makes me think you think the uh, if there if there is an old Meller on planet Earth, do you think it's an, uh, it's working with Disney? Again, well, that's the thing. Any old Meller is probably going to be probably going to be targeting a lot of the similar, Everything that we just talked about is also could be used for good. So, yeah. And now it, it's the it's the voice. They're using their powers for good instead of evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I would see, yeah, the Meller would sit there and try to control technology, agriculture, clean energy. But they don't have a million of them like the, the master Meller can. Then they, they would re- pick then they would pick their best bet and go with that and hope it. What do you think would be their best bet? Oh, I, I think, God. Yeah, you're talking about, you're, you're going to be t- uh, an old Meller that's 
on its own or maybe has one partner across the globe, they're going to be working on societal change, changing the, the minds and behaviors of people and not so much about trying Which to Which, again, they would go through the media. Yeah, so again, they would it's going to be media. So, oh, here, here's a thought experiment. I mean, this would be advanced GM-level stuff, but an old Miller and a master Miller sitting there trying to control the world's media. Yeah. Oh, like a chess game back and forth. It, exactly. It'd be, it would be a massive chess game. You'd have the old Miller trying to sit there and, and, and bring about science and educational growth and all this, and then you would have another one with just conspiracy theories and throwing stuff out there, just weird facts and total misinformation and disinformation. And just, it would be a battle for the hearts and minds of everybody on the planet. And the old Miller would already know that he's what, what's the term that Sean Connery used a stranger in an unholy land because he knows that master Mel. And I'm sorry, an old Miller with the millennium, because remember all Miller are immortal. They don't age. Rats smell their own. That old Meller would go, okay, no, how this guy's playing. No, this is Meller warfare at work here. He would know this guy's a master Meller. The fact that, you know, the long game, he'd be, he'd be seeing this media company build up over decades and they'd be, this old Meller would go, no. Assuming this, he knows about the infection, because some of the old, old Meller. Yeah, that's true. A lot of old Meller were locked down. Yeah, they didn't even know the infection came to be. Yeah. But again, assuming that Earth Prime is uh, so important to the T-Primers. Yeah. I would imagine any old Meller that is on Earth Prime probably does know about the infection because Schmert has come and visited a few yeah, times. Yeah, and he would know where the Mellor are yeah. and just send out whatever tech the Termellern have. You know, all all Mellor on this world, yeah, um... Yeah, you might want to keep away from other Mellor. We got something going around here, and yeah, using the Tamellor version of Angel Radio. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you social supernatural reference there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! If there's anything I would be socially distancing from, if I was a Mellor, it would be other Mellor at this point. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, there ain't no mass that's going to be helping. So do you you think that uh, Disney would be a good uh, candidate for uh, uh, a old Mellor to be uh, trying to change the world? Oh, geez, Bruce, they're the Umbrella Corporation, for Pete's sake. Yeah, they're the Umbrella Corporation of media, yeah. They have their fingers in more pies than, you know, a con- in the eating contest. Just right. well, they, they own ABC. We know that. Okay, they own ABC, ESPN. Marvel, which is, you know, makes, produces half of the comic book, over half the comic books that kids, re- that young boys read, and, and girls. I don't know how what does this... I don't know what the demographics are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. They got Hulu now. Uh, Miramax, Hyperion Publishing, because they published Tim Allen's two uh, autobiographical books. And so while he was with Disney, they owned him. Oh, no, they've got publishing companies. They have, you know, TV, movie. Uh, obviously, you know, for soundtracks, they have a, uh, obviously a record company. Because you got to have, you know, a record company to publish the soundtracks for movies. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, all the other, you know, they now have uh, access to Skywalker Sound and ILM. Oh, no, Disney is the umbrella company. They, I'm, I'm waiting for them to start going into biotech and then we're done. Um, well, but their zombies will all be mouse-shaped, so you're fine. 
Not helping, Jonathan. No, not really. Jonathan says all their zombies will be mouse-shaped. Fur just told her head like, eh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen Willard. <laughs> You've seen Willard. <laughs> oh, that just went. Yeah, talk about dark turns tonight. We should have put a mature warning on this because we're done. You know, I'm, I'm going to embrace my inner Natalie Portman. Bruce, you're going down a dark path. I can't follow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that? The Bruce from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> Okay, now we need to ask the Fantasia or the bad Nicolas Cage movie. We just want to get that out of the way. Okay, good. The Fantasia movie is all about, uh, you know, how a little bit of knowledge can be very destructive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you don't have that guy to show up at the end and suddenly go, done, yeah. things just only get worse. Yep. But, um, no, if I were an old Miller, yeah, I'd be going to Disney because I can control the young, control pop culture. Um, control various media throughout the country. Yeah, if I were the old Miller, I'd go for Disney. I would just say, okay, let's see. And yeah. And it's worldwide. Yeah, right. Thank you for it. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're like a bad rash. They're everywhere. Gaming on the frontier does not mean to malign Disney in any way. We just want to say that. I'm u- merely using it as an analogy. Okay. Um, and, and I agree that you mentioned earlier that Al Jazeera might be a secondary choice for the rest of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, well, as I said, post 9-11, let's face it, this country got a little, anything that smacked in the Middle East, you know, this country got a little uh, about. You got to realize Al Jazeera and just how far they reach. And they're kind of here in Detroit because, again, I'll, I'll remind all of you, not from this area, Metro Detroit, and especially the city of Dearborn, has the highest concentration of Middle Eastern people outside of the Arab world. And they all came here for the auto industry. Granted, it was under a racist motive on Henry Ford's part. But, yeah. So Al Jazeera is kind of a a medium-sized thing here in the Detroit area. You can get it through your cable systems, especially, I'm I'm assuming, if you're in the Dearborn area. Which, uh, city just outside, just west of Detroit, home of Ford Motor Company, yeah. And so, no, Al Jazeera would be another good thing to get because it is worldwide. I'm always in favor of multiple sources of information. Well, yeah, you know, cover your, you know, CYA, you know. And I would say the BBC would be the other one because, you know, that's still some of the best reporting on this planet is from the BBC. Just that because they have such a broad mindset, they're not, yeah, it is British and all that. And they clearly don't like us to the point where they'll, they'll parrot anything we say. I mean, they take pride in the fact that they like to, you know, tweak us. And do oh, their own yeah, research I mean, and everything, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, yeah, no no grudge holding there. Um, <laughs> apologies, apologies to our British listeners, yeah. Every time we show up, we're like, we're here, the party can start, we're here to save the day, we're here, whatever, and they're all like, we've been in the thick of it for like the past two decades, now you show up late, and you're saying that you're here to save us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Why couldn't you have saved us a decade ago then? So yeah, that's 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 pretty common, you know. And now I'm reminded of the argument with Hobbs and Shaw in the jail cells, and I think in Fast Sex, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at least we don't throw bombs at our at our other people. Yeah, um, no, but I would say probably the best thing for a either Meller 
older infected is get a hold of the media, get a hold of communications, get a hold of information. The, the uh, internet computer system and just media. But also, you know, yeah, but be, people think of media, just to be clear, people think of media as news. It isn't just news. It's also movies, it's entertainment, it's all those things that people find value, used to, to, to help bring value to their lives. And with that value comes philosophy, comes uh, beliefs, and other things like that. And those are all part of that warm, fuzzy froth that can be used by for good or evil. And... Um, and the Meller, uh, if they're old Meller, we're assuming that they're going to use them for good, which is not necessarily good for the country. It could be good for the world. Well, yeah, yeah no, they're, well, remember, they're trying to uplift an entire planet. Yeah, I, I personally think that, you know, and this is, this is like my little political point of view. I think it's a good thing to find out that, Amer that America has brass, has brass feet. Okay, because for so long we've seen ourselves as the savior of the world, the watchdogs of the world, and things like that. But we need to understand that we don't have all the answers, and we need other people watching us as we watch them because nobody has all the answers. Nobody's always right. Nobody, you know, and, and, and by keeping ourselves humble, uh, we're going to be able to have the most positive things happen and keep the bad things to a minimum. Kind of what I was hoping was happening in, in America, but it turns out that it's, there's still a lot of stuff that, that needs some more direct attention, which finally is, is happening. So it's, uh, I'm not at all afraid of that. I mean, that to me, uh, anytime someone says, you know, let's make America great again by making ourselves just like the 1950s, I'm like you didn't you you lived in a very uh, uh, fortunate part of the 1950s if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. And I, you know let's let's make this a world that e where everybody you know can be nurtured and supported and you know find you know find peace and value in you know so that's I and I think the first step is is transparency, uh, which is one of the things you know. Uh, uh, if if I was again, if I was uh, 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 a, a uh, an old Meller, I would be pushing for transparency. Um, cameras. I mean, it may seem like a surveillance state, but it's a surveillance state that everybody gets to participate in. You know, where you know everybody has cameras watching everybody else, and then you can bring that evidence forward to make sure that bad things don't get swept under the rug. At least not as much. Okay. If I was if I was the um, the mutant meller, I would be like, let's use these same things, but let's put it, let's make it. We we have to make sure that it's being controlled by the right people, so the wrong people don't use it for evil. Right. <laughs> and when you when I started hearing that kind of rhetoric, that makes me very nervous because it's like no, you know, it's uh, anytime someone says the common person is not intelligent enough to understand the. Uh, uh, you know the issues involved <laughs> of anything that tells me that that person is is um, uh, you know snowstorming us. Yeah, you know, they're looking to hide something. Yeah. 
Well, there's just basically, you know, if an average person can sit on a jury to decide whether someone's life is going to be taken from them, they can certainly, you know, they have enough intelligence to understand the issues involved in other decisions. Yeah, as long as it's explained to you, yeah. Well, but if you're using that average- as if you're well, using that as an excuse to say, oh, well, it's too difficult. You wouldn't understand. Well, let me take care of that for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're not giving that common person agency in their own life. But also, you do have to remember that at least uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, still the average American still only has a sixth to eighth grade reading level. Remember, our educational system is one of the worst in the industrialized world. Yeah, first said it best. It sucks. Europe and Asia are blowing us out of the water. And just, yeah. And I wanted to say uh, two things about what Bruce was saying about how we thought that we would protect the world and we need actually someone. One, it's the old phrase, who watches the watchman? And two, a little bit of history lesson here. If you remember the Monroe Doctrine and the Roosevelt Corollary, uh, the Monroe Doctrine came out shortly after we got our independence, and James Monroe, the president at that time, basically said, yeah, Britain, France, Spain, all y'all in Europe, we don't need you here. We, we'll watch over the Western Hemisphere since we are now the big power here. Then about a little over a century later, Theodore Roosevelt came out with the Roosevelt Corollary that said, we are, quote, the policemen of the world. So if there are those of you who do not like the fact that America is sticking their nose into everybody else's business, you can blame those particular two facets of American uh, legislation. We've been doing it a long time. We've been doing it now for well over 200 years, and you can blame James Monroe and Teddy Roosevelt. Now, Teddy Roosevelt had, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick, gunboat diplomacy. That has its place. But sticking our nose in business that we know full well doesn't belong. Yeah, that would be due to those two little bits of American legislation. Just, yeah, and so, well, yeah, money's another cause, but that, that's a whole different, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring those up for Bruce because it, as he was talking about that, how America seems to want to protect everybody and there's no regulation of us doing it. Yeah, that just reminded me of those two things. And political unrest and then oh that yeah that's another good thing you could sit there and rile up all these small countries and other powers and then america who's supposed to be this bastion of democracy they got their stuff spread all over the planet and then something happens to america because every they're they're uh what's the term they're stretched too thin yeah yeah and I'm sure there are on other worlds you would have cultures like that where they decide to be the the big brother of everybody and then something happens because they're too busy poking around and all these what end up being diversionary tactics. Oh, we have this insurrection over here with these two countries here over on the equator. And we have this going on over here because of this insurrection over here. And this country goes out and tries to stop all of them and then something happens at home because they don't have anything left to protect the motherland, so to speak. And again, that could be evil or good, because if you have a country that is being a bit of a bully or, you a know, Budinsky would be a, a good Budinsky, yeah, yeah. To, to global affairs, if they, if they get humbled, then they might start to be a little bit more 
<laughs> isolationist. You just got it's kind of a fine line because you don't want to be them to be completely isolationist because then that leads to you know, well i mean yeah we're a global village now there's no real way that our our very upkeep here in america is now dependent on other countries whether we like it or not there are certain things that we import in that we have to and yeah, there are certain just things have no desire to, to build those industries or don't have the ability to build those industries here or they just realize that it's it's cheaper to get them that way. We don't want to do this here, so we're going to go get it elsewhere. And there's an industry that comes to mind right now, um, oil. Um, so yeah, it, it's just messing around. Uh, and what's the term my old buddy Mike would say? You know, a country getting too smart for their shorts. Yeah, the old Miller could be doing that to knock them down a few pegs to make them realize. Yeah, you can't be butting in because remember the old Miller are trying to build. They're trying to help get the one world government, which is one of the three major criteria for entrance into the common or at least Commonwealth the uh, Commonwealth eligibility. Yeah. So getting that world government, let's see here in our world we got what damn near two hundred countries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, people want to split. I remember 20 years ago when, uh, what was it? Like in Papua New Guinea, it was uh, Timor, T-I-M-O-R, that country was trying oh, yeah. to get up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you got new countries pop. And then, of course, when Yugoslavia split up, that was like, what, seven countries there that, that sprouted up. You know, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Czech Republic, Slovenia, Slovakia, you know. So, yeah, we got about 200. It's a balkanized world. A Miller would have a heck of a time with a world like this just because we got all these nations. Any The closest thing that we have to any type of world governance is basically, and I believe the German term is a Kaffeeklatsch. That would be the UN. Yeah, The UN has no real teeth. They can petition countries for aid, and that's where we get these UN coalitions and UNESCO and UNICEF and all this. But they still got to go through a lot of, they can't just put their foot down and say, Ooh. okay, these countries are doing this because this needs to be done. I There's, just had a thought. Yeah. Well, that may, if with that in mind, a old, an old Miller trying to like say that that's their, their, their next task is to try to bring about a, a one world government. And if they were working on a world like ours, they, I could honestly them, them pulling like a um, Ozymandias from the Watchmen and, and creating a global disaster that causes the world to unite behind the UN and give it teeth and power. Oh no, see, because and you got to remember also the Termelern, them being immortal, they effectively Termelern do not age. Mm-hmm. They 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 beat the aging clock that it's old hat for them. Their mindset would be different. They may think, no, but this is for the good of the planet. If we set up and set up, you know, this disaster that may kill, you know, like 500,000 people, but it'll bring you all together. Well, the humans ain't going to like that. It's like, no, you did something that killed half a million people in the hopes of bringing us together. Yeah, you brought us together, but still those half a million people. Yeah. So that would be a morality issue. Yeah. You can't use a a method that's going to be morally bankrupt when people look back. Yeah, no, it, it would be a, it would be a very. You'd have to be very finessed, I said. I guess you could say it couldn't be a a disaster like like I like I, I mentioned like the Dalzimandias and the giant space octopus or or 
whatever they did in the movie with uh, Dr. It was a nuclear exchange, I think, is what they did. In the movie, they blamed um, Dr. Uh, Manhattan. Okay, in the comic series, they they said there was an alien invasion, and you know, which got beaten back, but it, it made them all unite against the manufactured alien invasion. And, you know, and of course he had to set off some nukes in some major cities so that the aliens would have some success. That was, yeah. the, you know, so that was part of the big lie that, that uh, was cause of a lot of the trouble at the very end of the, of the story. I think if an old Melor could find a disaster that was not as destruct, well, of course, how do you make a disaster that's not destructive? Uh, given the threat of a disaster. And remember, if, if they're controlling media, yeah, they can yeah. make that stuff mm -hmm. happen. Well, if you had a huge die-off of all the uh, uh, all the plankton in the ocean, be not because nobody would li would listen, and they just kept on letting bad things happen, and all of a sudden countries are having to pull together to try to come up with a way of of being able to let their people breathe, you might end up with a coalition go world government and. There, so they would have to take advantage of, of a catastrophe like that that was maybe caused by the very people they're trying to nurture. But still, you know, I, I don't see them actually, you know, manufacturing, you do, being the Ozymandias, manufacturing the... But they would be ready to jump on a disaster that, and, and say, hey, you see, this is why, this, this is what you need, yeah. Nobody accepts help from my told you so's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they also ignore the scientist who's dropping his papers and has the messed up hair. They always ignore yeah. him until it's too late. Yeah. Yes, I've been telling you this for 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 you know two two decades. Well, you are you didn't say it loud enough. Why weren't you convincing? And that's when they just get the <laughs> ultimate stink eye from this scientist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I, I like the uh, uh, the guy that discovered the comet in Deep Impact. I'm sorry, Armageddon. And they said, what do you want to call it? I want to name it after my wife. Yeah, my ex-wife, Dottie. And she, yeah. No, no, <laughs> she wasn't his ex-wife. She was his wife. She says, aw. He says, he says, because, you know, she she's impossible to escape and she's, and, and, and she's going to kill you in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, the, the, the asteroid was called Dottie yeah. <laughs> after his wife. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, now, this is, you know, the, the uh, Tri-Tech version of the, the Old Meller. I mean, you could very well have more amoral Old Meller who are just, you know, they're just, they work with what they have, you know. And uh, they, there may be some lines they won't cross, like uh, mass murder, um, you know, uh, or encouraging one side to murder the other side, you know, because they're inferior or something like that, you know, but it doesn't mean that they wouldn't be willing to, uh, manipulate the stock market to, uh, um, to destroy some companies that they think are doing bad things to the world or other things like that. It doesn't mean that they're not willing to cause suffering, in the world, as long as the world ends up better, just, these are. This is one of those things where they they're, they are going to make some decisions, and people die all the time, no matter what you do. So 
it's 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 hard to to be to have that ethical to make those ethical decisions that are purely ethical and not practical. But all we really know is is that they they're really smart. The the Meller, they live forever, so they have all the time in the world to to do what they want to do. And because they're shape changers, they can impersonate people at just the right time to do just the right thing so that their plans are surprisingly effective. So do we have a do we have an old Meller on uh Earth Prime? What do you think, guys? If as I said, if they do their behind the scenes doing stuff, they would probably now be in the UN Oh, I'm I'm the chief of staff for the Secretary General of the UN, or or no, they would pick a they would pick a, a position that wouldn't switch out because I think uh, Secretary General is what like five year terms, and of course they're going to change your staff to accommodate them. It's like yeah, Secretary General, if he's from you know let's say Britain, he's going to want British staff. So yeah, he's they, they're probably going to pick a role that they're high enough where they can influence the secretary general and the, and the uh, security council, which you know, are the five static member nations and then five that switch out every so often, but not high enough where they're going to be gone in five years. I could see them working their way into IDET and getting up, not to the uh, head, but pretty high up within IDET's um, public relations Oh, that's another thing. Well, yeah, because Rich already put it that IDET's uh, Unita's uh, uh, public opinion is like a roller coaster. It just depends on what's going on. There are times where people love IDET and love Fringeworthy and love the aliens, and there are mm -hmm. other times like aliens go home, Fringeworthy, uh, and my Kathy Bates here, Fringeworthy are the devil, you know. <laughs> I can see one working there trying to keep that would it on the water upper end. joke for you people yeah. who don't get that one. Yeah. Um, but no, I would see that. Yeah. Public relations with Ida and United in the public haven't always been stellar. And it's due to ver just various things happening throughout the years. You, you read about them. You're going to read about them mostly in portals three and four. Mm. How, oh, yeah, everything's going great with the Meller. And then, yeah, you know, this anti fringe worthy. Liberation Front blew up a IDET supply center, and now you know people don't like IDET because they're, they're at any time an alien could be in here. And yeah, you know, so yeah, you read this in the flavor text, and I think especially Portals Three, every you know Jack Schmidt's flavor text, which yeah, oh, um, so yeah, you're going to see that and dealing with IDET's public relations to try to get people more into the concept of fringe-worthy and aliens coming off the fringe paths and new technologies and new facets of culture from alternate and parallel worlds. Yeah, that would be a good start. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about how the Meller would have... Uh, who. Again, we're, we're talking about the long game for the Meller, not the short game. The short game we talked about, and again, I'm going to say you should go read that. Listen, I'm sorry, listen to that podcast where I basically laid out how they could destroy an entire world within 30 days. Uh, for all the people that say, well, if there's any Meller here, well, you know, it's <laughs> they, uh, 
you know, I'm sure we'd be able to detect them before they got caused any real trouble. And then I, and I, and I showed you guys how it could happen within 30 days. Uh, it, you know, it's it just goes to show that you know, and of course, uh, if these are Meller, um, we're assuming almost every time that this these sort of things happen, that uh, somebody comes in, infects uh, an old Meller, the old Meller becomes evil, the old Meller starts turning all the good things they've been doing toward evil, you know, and everything else. Uh, and we never talk about Meller who have learned what works, basically have built a playbook to go from world to world, destroying worlds after another, basically the, the most evil of world conquerors. I mean, there are no doubt out there Meller, infected Meller, that are like the Machiavellian of Machiavellian Meller. Okay, that, that just, they, they, they've honed it to a fine science. Uh, and those people, I, I'm afraid I'm just not smart enough to play. <laughs> I wish I could. Well, it's definitely, well, Bruce, it's definitely something for advanced GMs. I mean, yeah, the, the, well, I consider myself to be an advanced GM, but I'm still saying, I don't, I don't think in those terms well enough to be able to really, you know, do such terrible, terrible things. The best the best way I could do it would be to imagine some, you know, a situation where there was something really, really good going on, but it was actually Meller, infected Meller, and it was going to turn really, really bad. So I could do the twist at the end, but, you know, uh, I don't want to discourage anybody out there who's listening from trying to do this because, um, you know, it is possible if you're smart enough and everything else uh, to come up with these really elaborate plans, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of work you, and you're going to have to build a history of, about the, you know, about this world so that the, uh, the that you, when it happens, uh, it, it's, it's has a verisimilitude to the players that they you know, would really buy into. You're almost essentially being, it's like writing a novel. You know, good writers sit down, they design the world, they design history, some of them even design languages. And, you know, they design, you know, uh, tech levels and everything else. And then they create characters and let them start talking to each other. See, now okay, you got me stressing because that? that was going to be like the plot for my next Fringeworthy campaign. What, Mellor mess of what, what like, yeah, like, like pawns old, in a Mellor war? Yeah. Old, old Master Mellor going world to world taking over and devastating them and turning them into hells one by one by one by one. Well, you got to do that, man, and you got to tell us how it went. I mean, we want we want to hear, you know, we want to hear their uh you, you recanting their cries of anguish when they realize that, you know, that what what they thought was real was all just an illusion. Okay, that's that's part of the the fun of doing that sort of thing as a GM. And we'd love to hear that. As we'd love to hear from our v listeners when uh, the, the, the crazy Machiavellian things that their Meller have done, or not just Meller, of course, you don't have to be a Meller to be Machiavellian, any of their adventures that really had a twist to it. Uh, we'd love to hear more about that from you uh, because, uh, you know, there's only so many... We don't want to bore everybody with a, with a thousand war stories that we've gone through, considering how, how many adventures Travis and, Travis and me and, and, and uh, Jonathan have done over the years. 
So, I mean, we could go on for a long time, but I'm sure that would, we'd lose all our listeners if we did that. <laughs> so please uh, tell us in the uh, Facebook groups, uh, tell us, um, uh, you, can, uh, you can leave messages on uh, Podbean. Um, and, uh, and by the way, uh, we haven't asked anybody to do this in a very long time. Uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you've been listening to it for a long time, either of the two, please go to uh, Apple and leave us a glowing uh, review. Oh, that's right. So We're that, on via iTunes, too. I keep forgetting. Yeah, so I was saying yeah. iTunes because uh, we'll get a huge amount of people coming in as a result of that it shows up on their their leaderboards and because you know and, and right now you know uh, it's uh, um it's really a matter of whether anybody ever hears about our podcast you know we keep, i keep putting it up on various things but you know we've been around so long now we don't show up on any of the new podcast things new episodes sure but I'm just saying is is that some we need your help in getting that that word out because we don't want to be reviewing ourselves. Yeah, fo- folks, boost the signal as they say. If you let people know about this podcast, about TriTech Games, about these games, this this is why I call it role playing games best kept secret because yeah, it's a hardcore fan base, but new blood is always welcome. I mean. You know, Bruce has trained Eric, you know, as far as playing in the TriTac worlds. I did it with my daughter, Shelly. Jonathan, we're hoping when your kids get older, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah, okay then. Yeah, oh yeah. Just Most get, of my get... players are under 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say a good portion of mine. Good I don't know how old Ken is. I'm pretty sure he's over 40. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I yeah. mean, I've got Cole, who's in his 20s. I've got... Um, uh, 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 Caitlin, who's in her twenties. Uh, I got uh, Dana. Who Dana, is, oh, uh, oh, I'm not God. sure where he is. He's he's definitely uh, he's I, I think he's over thirty. But I'd say late thirties. from the yeah, times I, I heard interact, I'd say Dana yeah. late thirty. But I'm just saying, is it so? You know, but none of those people are taking. Uh, except maybe Dana uh, are uh, are thinking about taking up the gauntlet of being a game master. So. Uh, we need more game masters to run these games, otherwise these games won't be run. And if the games aren't run, then basically it, it ends. Yeah, and we we don't want that. You see, the you hear, and if you've you know gamed with us or talked with me and Bruce especially, you see the love we have for TriTag games. Well, and it's not just it's not just because I love them. It's because I really think they really are the best games that are out there. Yeah, and it, we don't care about what system you use to run them. You know, we've run them under like five or six different systems so oh, far. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's but the concepts, the the, uh, the uh, setting, yeah, the setting, the lore, all that stuff is really really good and. It's a sh- it would just be a shame if uh, people didn't get exposed to it, uh, which is one of the reasons why I keep running games at Gen Con and Dragon Con and other places like that. So if you want to get if you want to try it out yourself, and we've said this before, please let us know. We'd be glad to run a demo game for you in any of the games that uh, TriTech produces. Uh, now, when they come out with their new system. Um, I probably won't be jumping on that bandwagon, but uh, if one of you guys wants to do that, that's fine. Uh, but uh, 
uh, I'll, you know, I will be uh, paying attention uh, to new editions of of any of the TriTag games. So, I I do I do follow the various postings that Mel does, and it's currently being um, was OpenQuest. Now they're just going with D100. The play tests are going well. They are banging out various problems that they run across, and they will they will. From what I understand, and I was given a chance to do it, but. I run four different campaigns, people, and then getting an I wouldn't have the time. And I had to tell Mel this, and it kind of broke my because I really wanted to get in the ground floor of this. And uh, yeah, with it, 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 hell, furs in two of the campaigns. So it's like, yeah, I just don't have the time. Yeah, let's throw another game at no. <laughs> but no, from what I'm getting, the play testing is going well. They're knocking out all sorts of various uh, rules, muddling that have come up, and they'll sit there and discuss it and hash it out. Because I think she posted in fans of TriTag Games, and there's another group because I get a double post. So yeah, the D100 system for TriTag is coming. I probably, you know, as 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 you know, my eyeballing it, maybe two or three years will be out. At I'll probably look at it. Probably pick it up. Oh no, I do I'll, enjoy I'll the D100 yeah. systems. Yeah, I'll 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 you know check out and see what's going on with it because I've been hearing all this good stuff from these reports. So. Yeah, as I said, here on the podcast, I mean, we want to spread the word of TriTech Games out there to just as many people. And when I explain these concepts to new gamers, you know, I have to remind them, Fringeworthy was the world's first interdimensional role-playing game. Long before Rips, well, I'd say maybe within a decade before Rips came out. Right. Certainly before um, uh, uh, anything with GURPS came out, certainly before sliders and uh, stargate came out uh so it's uh it, and and it, and it's basically uh even though uh, all of them uh you know had similar elements uh it still stands alone as being a really really uh mature and uh rich setting so we would highly recommend that you uh uh, you check it out if you haven't ever played any of these games. So, anyways, uh, that's just you know that's our commercial. You know we do yeah, it so often, yeah. but yeah. And, and like I said, let's not bury the lead. Uh, please go to iTunes and leave us a review so that uh, more people become aware of this podcast because we're up to episode over episodes five hundred and sixty, which means that there are a ton of information available to you in audio form. For you to use as resources, uh, we we basically na- name these things episodically, you know, uh, so that it's not just like some ongoing stream of consciousness. You can go in and search for the various terms, the things that interest you, and we will, and you'll find that for all whatever game you're interested in. You'll probably find uh, I would I really would be surprised if you didn't find something that. Um, you were interested because if you don't find it, please let us know because that's a topic we'll be glad to talk about. We will cover it for you. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. As, so as Blix you. used to, as Blix used to say, we will kill the subject for you. Make sure that we cover as many points as we can in the, the two hours that we spend here recording via Skype, you know, just to make sure that we cover as many points as we can possibly think of the three of us. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will have more for you next week. So until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying 
There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.